0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the dimension of our Midnight Cake, a weekly transmission from the Nexus of Realities. I'm Soltis, and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Lumberdor and my father, Paka. Now, our Connectivity to the Nexus for this transmission will be tenuous at best, and that is due to a planner disruption I caused. Beaches, Lombardor and I had previously met in the Nexus, but due to a miscalculation on my part, that conversation has been effectively blipped from all realities within our reach. Fortunately, Lumberdor and Paka were able to join me in bringing a second conversation about Harold and Maude to you. Harold and Maude is a 1971 American romantic Black comedy drama. Directed by Hal Ashby and released by Paramount Pictures, the plot follows the exploits of Harold Chasen, a 19-year-old man who is intrigued with death and who rejects the prescribed life of affluence his mother tries to force on him. Harold develops a friendship and eventual romantic relationship with 79-year-old Maud, who teaches Harold about the importance of living life to its fullest. The film stars Bud Cort and Ruth Gordon as the titular characters, with Vivian Pickles playing Harold's mother. It has a runtime of 91 minutes and was made on a budget of $1.3 million. Originally, Harold and Maude was critically and commercially unsuccessful, but eventually developed a cult following and 1st made mid-profit in 1983. In 1997, the film was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry, having been deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. If you enjoy our conversations and would like to contribute or contact us, consider visiting our website at ourbinatcake.com Like and subscribe and share this transmission with your friends. Join us next week as we will be tackling another cult classic, Mars Attacks. We were talking about this last time and it's a very difficult movie to describe to somebody who has not already seen it and already knows what's going on with it. It's one that I've used personally as a litmus test to screen potential wives. (laughs) So, (laughs) i'd be dating a girl really like her want to see if this is going to go somewhere serious we'd sit down and you know she'd want to watch romantic comedy i said oh i've got just the thing and i put in harold and maude and depending on her reaction would i would either have to rethink or you know okay awesome
1: go ahead she didn't run out screaming like date number two you're good yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it
2: is such a delightfully quirky movie and i guess i don't know it's it's that that's always been my my personality i love quirky things and quirky people and that kind of thing and so when i first saw it i was so delighted with it that i was drawn into it and didn't even see the passage of time i was just sucked into this film because every character is a character no matter what how how large their part they every character in that thing is a character and the star of it is the most low key person in it You know, he's reacting to all these other crazy characters.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. I just, I
0: I love that film. I do wish that we had Beaches here. In our first recording, he he made it abundantly clear that he did not
1: care for this movie at all. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He, in fact, possibly hated it. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Which kind of surprised me because he... This seems to be like some, at least on paper, something that he would enjoy for how weird it is. Yeah. Not, not everybody likes it. Not everybody has to like it. The movie is a slow burn and it does take its time, which I think is one of the things that beaches might not have cared for about it is that there, there, there are a lot of quiet moments and that there is a lot of, just allowing things to be. It is definitely a movie that I would recommend.
1: Now, was this, this was the first time he had seen it though, right?
0: That, that's right. It's the first time that he'd seen it.
1: And that's the thing too. It's one I really enjoy the more I watch it. And each time I watch it, I enjoy it for different reasons. And because I know the first time I saw it, I watched it with um, y'all's family. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yours. It was I know you were over there to the side cackling at everything seen it <laughs> a million times. And I was still trying uh, and to, I was
2: I was cackling at at, at everybody's responses. That's oh, the fun yeah. thing. You know, you 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 see it with other people who've never seen it before. Yeah. And you know what's coming, and you watch their faces and their responses to things. And so that 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 makes it as delightful as watching it the first time.
1: I know I didn't get the same enjoyment out of it the first watching because I, I'd miss so many things. Um, there's just so many subtleties throughout the movie that you just can't pick up just in one sitting. You really see how the story connects with those themes you were talking about throughout. Um, and really does a great job of that more than a lot of current stuff.
0: Oh, that's true. That's one of my main complaints for a lot of modern movies is that it's spectacle over substance. And the story is loosely stringing in between the giant set pieces. It's a weak way to tell a story.
2: Well, I, I think so many movies don't really tell stories anymore. Yeah, I agree with that. I love a film that tells a story, that you don't need explosions. You, and I haven't got anything against special effects, you know, when, when it's necessary for a film. But I, I think we have developed an audience that expects a lot of CGI, a lot of amazing explosions, a lot of unbelievable, everything has to be unbelievable. You have to have unbelievable vehicles. And,
1: you have to and have it has to be explained to them as well.
2: Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's got to be explained to them. They, they don't want to have to think. And to see a film like this, where its it's a story that takes its time and introduces the characters without really introducing them, you just sort of get to know them as they're going along. And as you see them in certain situations, but it isn't like, you know, now we're going to introduce this person and this is what he's like. And da, da, da. they just sort of come on the scene. Like, well, I think one of the best examples is Harold's uncle, the the military guy. Oh yeah. You know, missing the arm, the way his arm will salute, you know, and all that, but suddenly he appears. Yeah. And you're, you're taking him in as he's going on and on about Nathan Hale and, you know, <laughs> and they're walking along hospital for, for military folks, and, and the one guy falls over in the background. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, and, and you just pick it up as he's going. You don't you don't get any sort of introduction to
1: it. I love the uh-huh. whole setup with her with the uncle, um, where they try to get one over on him and she's this little old protester, and Harold ends up shouting with her, and it ends by uh her falling in this little opening on the cliff, basically. And, you get that great camera shot looking up where he had accidentally, like, ended up saluting her <laughs> as she's dropping down the tiny hole. I just, I, I laugh every time I see that scene.
2: You have this thing that started in the early 70s um, where you started having antiheroes. It wasn't the standard story that you'd get out of Hollywood through the 30s and 40s and into the 50s, where you had the little guy that goes up against the corporation or whatever it is, but he's the good guy and he's clearly the good guy and all that. This film is so, <laughs> is so far out there as a cult film, you know, yeah. where where you have all these really crazy characters and they're all interacting with each other and nobody understanding. I think it's one of those films out of the early 70s that typified the break between the two generations the generation that was that like his mother in the film who has the money and and dresses properly and has the proper cars has the dinners and and all of those social obligations and things and then you've got his generation coming along that that just isn't into that stuff at all. And and I think this film really showed in a crazy way the differences between them because they, they pushed each character so crazy as, <laughs> as to really, really, you know, show them
1: for who they are. I love uh, What's Her Name, Pickles, the place's mom. Oh, yeah. She is terrific <laughs> as his mom. <laughs> and she's, she's probably a character I didn't truly enjoy as much until this last time I watched it. Like, I've watched it a handful of times. And... Um, but I just I really loved her part this time, this watching just her reaction to all his his fake suicide attempts. And it's a nuisance to her and yeah. her, her <laughs> social <good> life. <laughs> and it's interrupting her phone calls. And it's it's ruining his dates that she's going to all those trouble to filling out this questionnaire that she's filling out for herself. That's one of my favorite scenes
2: when she starts (laughs) answering them
1: herself. Yes, I certainly do. (laughs) And you get that one little snippet where he's, he's starting to point the gun, fill the gun up and load the gun and getting ready to shoot himself. But he, he takes that one split second and as she's (laughs) rambling on and aims it at her. And you can tell he's just, he's like, well, maybe, you know, that, that might be an option. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought of that one. But yeah, I just, I really enjoyed The Mother this time a whole lot more than I have in the past. And I guess, I guess it's because I'm older or something too. I just caught on to her, her humor a little bit more.
2: It's one of those
1: great films that I don't know that
2: you even really get it the first time through. Oh, I, no, And At the end of it, I sat there thinking, thinking, oh, wait a minute, what, what just happened? I don't. I don't think I get it, you know, and, and I've seen it. I, what, a hundred times? I don't know. And every time I see it, I see something else. And of course all the other things that I still think are funny are still funny. And so I I just find it more delightful every time I see it because it's, it's one of those films that has so much depth to it and they don't explain anything. It's not one of those movies where they, where they, you know, show you everything, explain everything. And, it, you just have to pick it up as it goes and get a feel for what's going on. And, and
1: that's something I really love about it. In some scenes too, they go out of their way to to not explain it. So you really have to think about what you just watched. This yeah. <laughs> the initial setup at the beginning of the movie. It's, just, you know, it's real slow. He's walking through the house. <laughs> he kind of runs into something. It might've been he ran into the same stool he was going to end up standing on to jump off of. And that whole setup is real slow. And I get the great soundtrack from Cat Stevens and see, I'd forgotten about that. I love Cat Stevens and i would forgotten that, you know, he did like most of the soundtrack for this movie pretty much. And that was a whole nother thing coming back into it, Um, enjoying watching it because it's just such a contrast to what's going on with the comedy. And it gives a different feel for some of his songs too. seeing them paired with these this kind of dark comedy that's going on around them.
2: I I think one of the wonderful things about it is that it is a terrific comedy, dark comedy, but it also has such a great message, I think, to people in general, but especially to young people who are trying to figure out who they are and and who they're going to listen to and that kind of thing. And you get this crazy lady who's old (laughs) and who just... You know, almost adopts Harold and and is saying, "Oh, we're going to be good friends." You know, and 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 the way she sort of takes him into her life and introduces him, really opens him up to the world, and how he can really do anything he wants. He doesn't have to follow in anyone else's footsteps or or you know become whatever it is his mom wants him to be or whatever. She's. She steals cars. She she you know lives in, in in the old train car. She's 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 roping him into all these quirky things. You know, saving the tree and and uh, uh, going out of the forest and yeah, and then, or
1: uh, sculptures.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just all the things <laughs> she's doing, and to her they're just natural because she's she's doing whatever she wants to do. And he's never run into anyone like that before because he's always you know been told what to do you know, to eat his beets and and all the rest of that. And suddenly he meets this woman that just opens up his world for him,
0: you know, after she steals his car.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever driven a hearse? Yes. Well, it's a new experience for me. (laughs) I love that scene. Once she realized that it was his car, she's like, well, then you're taking me home.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But see, you know, there's never, is she embarrassed by something? Never is she, does she feel guilty for something? She just, uh, and and of course, the one thing a lot of people don't notice is the tattoo on her arm, the number tattooed on her arm. Mm -hmm. And you realize that she was in one of the concentration camps, one of the German camps. And coming out of there, because she tells the story of when she was younger and, and the royalty and the princes and the people in their uniforms and how wonderful that was. And then you realize she lost all that and coming out of there and having survived it. I think is what gave her her new view of life and how to live it yeah. and, and that kind of thing. There's a depth and a um, soberness to her character. It seems to be the foundation of who she is and it's why she's built on top of it this quirky person who is so alive and who doesn't seem to have a fear of death. I mean, she's, you know, ultimately and uh, you know, you realize this has been her plan all along, you know, you don't realize it throughout the well, it's all going to be over on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that's the thing. She's not afraid of death. Her whole thing is living life to the fullest. And that's the thing she keeps teaching Harold, you know, or else you'll have nothing to talk about in the locker room. You know, (laughs) I I always loved her line. What is it? Harold says something about how he's picking up a lot of bad habits lately. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she says something to the effect you shouldn't aim too high or something that that you should uh and i don't know i i wish I could remember the line right now, but I don't know that that line was the one that stood out to me in the whole film as kind of thematic don't be afraid to live life and try things and I don't know, but then I grew up like that 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 was always my my thing was you know someone would try to tell me what to do and uh, there was just no way out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it. <laughs>
0: She's kind of a collection of contradictions, too, in, in that regard. I think it was the first time that she brought Harold to her train car, and he was asking her about stealing cars and how it about really making people upset. <laughs> and she says something about how she's just reminding them, you know, not to be so attached to objects. But that being said, she's not above collecting things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then you walk into her train car, which is really beautiful and filled with all of these remembrances and of adventures and experiences that she's had throughout her life.
2: I really like the moments where she becomes sincere and she starts to reminisce to him. And, you know, first he doesn't know what to do with her. And then he keeps running into her. (laughs) <laughs> I could go to funerals.
1: <laughs> I love her 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 way to get his attention at the funerals too. She's like, Psst, "Yes," <laughs> as loudly as she can, over all the prayers and the sorrow, to get Harold's attention.
2: <laughs> well, then you have those crazy things. They're coming out of the church in procession, and then a, a, a high school band is going by oh yeah you know? <laughs> uh, I, I noticed that this
1: time and you just I, have
2: these quirky people
1: died laughing with
2: that one she steals the priest's
0: volkswagen mm-hmm. and then paints it a... <laughs> they, they have that that little conversation about it i think like, oh i suppose that was me <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. and then and then oh did, did you like well, what she she painted a saint on the dashboard or something Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and did and did you like the you know saying that I painted? Well, no, I didn't. Well, that's okay because artistic aesthetics takes time to acquire. Whatever,
1: whatever
2: she says. But you always have some answer that's way off, you know, based on what someone's saying to her.
1: I loved it too with when Harold mom gets her the, well, or she gets him the, the new car, the and, Jaguar, uh, oh, the okay. Jaguar, and he eventually. Turns that into a hearse, a really tiny hearse. And compact. And some very, <laughs> very compact. very Classy looking hearse, too. Yes. <laughs> Forty hearse.
2: That one moment, it took me watching it a few times before I finally recognized Harold turning around, flipping off his mom.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. We're,
2: we're, uh, uh, she's talking to him about something and finally just turns around and boom. Which is, it's, it's
1: one of those moments where his character is beginning to change. And he's starting to stand up to her. There was another one of those with um, he kind of breaks that fourth wall with one of the dates. He does something, and the camera kind of pans in on both of them, and oh, they're both oh, there. That's, he, that's after
0: he sets himself on fire,
1: yeah, and he he, he kind of smirks at the camera a little bit, and he notices that she's giving him a dirty look, and he kind of like shies away. Yeah, he's like oh, okay, I better stop. <laughs> he looks,
2: he looks and over the he camera, looks and he back up nods again, and smirks a little bit again.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's one of like, my like now he knows moments.
2: now he knows how to deal with these ladies you know yeah <laughs> when it came out i mean i mean this film was was so unusual and yet it i think it's one of the best films from that time period the whole sort of vietnam war questioning your your parents ideals uh all the stuff that was going on at the time this film in its own kind of dark comedic way, really, really put a finger on it.
0: That's interesting. That's something that I hadn't considered. I thought about the time period and the era in which it was uh, written and filmed, but more so for the aesthetic and the cinematography, but not so much for the themes. Something that I didn't realize until recently when I was reading up on the film is that Colin Higgins wrote Harold and Mott as his master's thesis and while he was working as Edward Lewis's, who was a producer, well he was working as Edward Lewis's pool boy, Higgins showed the script to Lewis's wife. And the wife was so impressed by it, she got the producer to give it to Paramount to get it made. And Colin Higgins did some test footage and didn't look very good at all because uh, he wanted to be the director for it. So he was fired as the director, and then they hired Ashby. And Ashby wanted... Higgins to learn how to be a director. So he brought him on as a producer and then had Higgins learn from him as they're making the movie, how he films things, how he directs the actors, all that. I thought that was very cool.
2: Well, that's an unusual thing in Hollywood too, because normally they just steal the film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, do whatever that, they want. That, that's what I would expect them to do. You know, is, pay him 100 bucks or, or
2: something and then take off. With it.
0: <laughs> to become a mentor to, somebody and help nurture their talents. I think is very cool.
1: And he said, I think, well, maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was Beaches had said that this uh, director also did um, Being There, which a movie he really enjoyed. There was another Peter Sellers film that was completely different than what you're used to with Peter Sellers. So I find it interesting that they're the same director, and I didn't realize that until Beaches had mentioned it previously.
0: There's a lot of fun things about this movie. And then when he's going to propose to her, uh, that scene was was heartbreaking because, oh, yeah. th- especially if you caught on to the fact that she was, you know, you have Harold who this whole time has been performing suicides it, theatrically, and how Maud is actually committing suicide. You know, Harold's finally coming into himself and is getting ready to propose, and then she's already taken the tablets. She'll be gone by midnight, and. <laughs> no, out the scream that long beat <laughs> yeah. as it all sinks in and he realizes exactly what's going to happen. And then there's that
2: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah <Cut>. <laughs> immediately <laughs> cut. And the timing the
2: timing is perfect on it. You see his face oh, yeah. as he's trying to to digest it, and then
1: he screams that what? Which he had barely been above a whisper the entire movie up to that point too. so it made it that much better. <laughs> I really enjoyed the the scene where she's at the hospital too, and it keeps cutting between um, him pacing back and forth, and cutting between him uh, driving the car in the rain and going up the hill and everything. Um, you get like a real like sense of his kind of how his thoughts are racing at that point, I guess, just being illustrated by the car and it, how fast it's going. That's well edited, that, that yeah. whole sequence.
2: When they're in the ambulance and he says, I, I love you, Maud," And she says, good, now go love some more. She's brought him as far as she can. And, and now he needs to go and embrace life and that kind of thing. You know, from here, he, like you said, here, he had theatrically done all these suicides instead of, you know, he's hiding in death all the time. He's portraying suicide. He's going to funerals. You know, he doesn't have any friends. He's obsessed with death until he meets someone who really is alive and brings him to life. And then she accepts death. At the end, you see that he's ultimately okay with that, that she had her time and and that he had his time with her. And now he's kind of skipping off playing the banjo and gonna go forward and really live his life. I love the theme of it all the way through and how they treat it and how it grows and how it progresses and, and wraps up like that, you know, with this sort of open end that he's now okay.
0: Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cave. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night.
2: I think a great entertainer and I think great entertainment, I think great writing, I think great music, I think great artwork, anything that is entertainment, I think what can make it really great is if it can do a lot of things at the same time. For instance, a comedy that tells a story and can be heartrending. I think is the best kind of comedy. The old thing about how a clown can make you laugh and cry at the same time. And, and all the various levels that go down deeply into into people. If it's something that that draws me in, that 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 pulls me out of my seat and pulls me up into the screen and holds me there for whatever it is out and half two hours, and then throws me back in my seat again, and causes me to spend the rest of the evening thinking about it, then I think that's a good movie.